Welcome to another episode of 15 Minutes with 15 West. I am delighted to be joined by Ben Stocken this morning. Um, ben is the founder and MD of Westpeak, and Westpeak is the, the learning and development consultancy that enables growth. Ben, welcome. Thank you. Lovely to be here. <laughs> so would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Um, you and I met three years ago when you were back at Dartmouth Partners as head of talent and L&D. You are now running your own consultancy. Tell us all. Yeah, no worries. Um, I think it took us a solid two and a half years to actually meet face yeah, to face. It did. Um, and we worked together for a year uh, during that as well. So, yep. um, and we've probably met twice in person. Yeah. Okay. So a um, little bit about me. Um, I, I started off my career um, helping people chase egg-shaped balls around a rugby pitch. So I worked for England Rugby for five and a half years as a performance and development coach and then made the natural transition into the wonderful world of recruitment, um, which is probably a story for, for another time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I've spent i think 11 maybe 12 years now in, in recruitment um started off on the tools as a 360 recruiter for an adeco brand called baden clark and then moved into uh co-owning a small anglo-french recruitment business that i exited in march 2017 um did you know that did you, not? Nope. did you not yeah <laughs> um i spent one week a month down in marseille which was which was lovely and then we built an office up in uh, Glamorous Watford. I built an office there and then we, we sold the business after after three years to a competitor. We were enough of a thorn in their side. Um, and then I've uh, since worked in the learning development space, helping recruitment businesses and other businesses um, scale through developing their people. Um, and then we met when I was, yeah, I was at Dartmouth as a, as a full-time employee and then uh, I was I was doing 20 hours a week on a train up to London. I live in sunny Bournemouth, um, and uh, realised I wanted to wanted to grow something of my own um, after COVID, and saw an mm -hmm. opportunity to to support people with the brand of learning and development that that we offer now. Amazing. So this this podcast is going to be all about performance, um, how to get the best out of your people. Um, and so that's sort of my first question to our, our listeners. We're going to get straight down to it. Um, in your experience, like of your experience from sports through to recruitment, I mean, you worked in other industries as well. Um, how would you say, what, what's the best, how do you get the best out of people on a day-to-day -day basis as you're part of a team or managing a team or whatever it might be? Yeah, great question. Um, I think um, I think if you're working in a team or if you're you're leading a team, I think for me, the first bit is, is understanding you know why people are are there doing what they're doing with you on a day-to-day -day basis and if we're talking specifically about about recruitment mm -hmm. um i think you know there, there's lots of commentary at the moment about there's there's more behind it than than just billing big figures it, it's a lot of the time it's what it's what that that financial incentive can unlock in terms of opportunities and time for people as as well as some some intrinsic stuff as well so get to know your people and i know that, that that's harder in a hybrid and virtual environment as well but really asking the people you're working with like what drives them and what motivates them because i want to try and tap into that you know when mm -hmm. when they they've had two dropouts on a tuesday morning or something it, it's what's gonna what's gonna kind of dig them out of out of that hole and then i think the next bit is about really upskilling yourself as, as a leader or even as a as, as a teammate to people so 
do you understand how to coach, how to mentor, when deploying which one of those skills is appropriate so you can you can really enable other people's performance. I think there's been a big shift in the last five to ten years from uh, leading or, or managing as a, I need to make sure these people are doing what they need to do to mm. actually how do I unlock the, the talent within these people. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is um, requires education. It requires leaders yeah. and, and, and managers being being developed to understand how to how to apply those skills of, of coaching, mentoring, teaching and delegating. I think, I think that's true. Like we all, you know, we started our own business and we were like, great, let's hire all these people. But no one no one had actually given us any leadership coaching. And then you're kind of really invested in getting your team upskilled. But, you know, they're probably sitting there thinking, well, nobody's sort of given you leadership coaching. So why are you telling me how to do leadership? Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. it's actually, yeah, starts from, from yourself and getting yourself, you know, performance coaching which has been really helpful with what you've been offering us and you've supported us amazingly through our through our journey but um yeah and I think that point about the why why are people doing this is really really important yeah and I think there's like you get like as a as someone leading like if you're in recruitment you're going to be you're going to have a billing target you're going to be revenue generative as well so not only have you got you've got you know like a hungry nest of uh, a fresh chicks being like help me develop me um and rightly so um you're also going to need to keep an eye on on what's going on in terms of your desk and your billings as well and so you know people say again and again the billing manager or team leader within a recruitment or a search or a staffing agency it, it, it's one of the hardest roles probably in the industry and there's um there's this uh like yoda type-esque um leadership development guru guy called john adair like look him up if if you're not familiar with him and he talks about uh three three circles uh, that we need to focus on and one is task one is team and one is individual and so i think like the answer to to the question is um how do you get the most out of your your people or the people you work with on a day-to-day basis like you've got to be able to spin those three plates and keep them spinning so task like what are we trying to achieve am i trying to bring that 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 newbie up to speed um you know help them you know secure their first 360 piece of work but then task for me is also how am i delivering on the retainer or the exclusive piece of work that that i'm working with whilst doing other stuff and then team and individual we can get very focused as leaders on 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 someone that is um, maybe not performing and that can absorb an awful lot of time up from the rest of the team or the rest of the task and in in my experience of working with you know, a variety of, of recruitment businesses and leaders across across the world. It's right now the the maintaining of that ad, that agility on task team and individual. It, it it's so important, and yeah. it takes a lot of conscious practice to do. Yeah, I suppose that brings me on to our next question, which is, okay, when things go wrong with people's performance, what what do you do? Um, so this is going to be a, maybe a bit of a, a contrast to the answer you might expect from a learning development pr- professional, and that's um, don't train them first off. So I think initially we can go, what what's you know someone's performance isn't right. Maybe it's in behaviours, maybe it's in activity, and then often it we go revenue first. Um, so we we don't see the revenue expectations we're expecting or they were expecting. What's gone wrong? Oh, they need some training. Um, the reality is actually the first thing we need to do is look at ourselves and so think right well what what are we doing how have we set this person up to succeed or fail so 
are what are expectations in terms of revenue or winning business or, or, or delivering on business? Were they were they specific? Were they measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound? So, have we delegated this person's kind of desk to them in a in a really smart way? Um, have we set KPIs or metrics that are actually damaging to the to the end performance we want, or is there a really clear route that actually this behaviour equals this action that equals equals this result? Um, if we can go through kind of a checklist on ourselves and on the business, and have we given them the technology that enables them to do what they need to do without being overly cumbersome? If we can remove all of these things, then we can begin to look at the individual and actually look at them and, and, and we need to do a bit of a, a skills analysis and mm -hmm. think, right, do, do they have the skills to be able to perform the task we want them to perform? And more often than not, a lot of the work we do is, you know, uh, a business will say, we need some sales enablement, enablement training because, you know, the market's changed a bit. Well, actually, do your people have those skills? But it's about the willingness to actually deploy those skills. So I think there's a will bit, understanding and unblocking any psychological barriers to them performing that task before we go, well, actually, yes, there's a skill deficit here. And then mm -hmm. what's the best way to upskill that? Is it through role modeling? Is it through investing in some some, some development? Um, or is it actually they, they need some reps and some feedback? So some live coaching and mentoring on performing those tasks. Yeah, there's a lot to think about. I think like the KPI thing you mentioned, like we have we have a very, you know, we don't really have key KPIs at all, but then sometimes you need to to have them. Like some people don't actually operate very well without them. So it's like knowing knowing what's the carrot and what's the stick, I would say. It's quite hard. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um there was um maybe it was a bit of an urban myth or whatever, but surrounding Usain Bolt and and he would quite often say when he was interviewed, they were like, you know, how did you break that world record? He was like, I'm never trying to run like a whatever it is, a 9.8 or a 9.79 or whatever it is, 100 metres. You know, all we're trying to do is we're trying to look at process goals that I can control. So what can I control? As, a, as an Olympic sprinter, I can control, you know, how much I can lift in the gym. I can control how, how far I can, I can decrease my start time or how much I can, I can what top speed can I get to? And so I think when we look at KPIs, quite often they've got some bad rep and and they, they might have been miscreated or misunderstood. And so if we can demonstrate the rationale behind these process goals, and I actually tend to use the phrase process goals with people now. Like these are our process goals that are going to get us to the other end of what we want to achieve. And I think if you take that reverse engineering view of this is what we, this is what the person wants to achieve with their life. This mm -hmm. is what this is what kind of the revenue or or the career aspirations will will help them do that, and then come back down to actually this results in you know this many interviews a week. Um, as long as you can paint that picture back through for someone, then that can be quite grounding in terms of then thinking, okay, right, well now I I do understand the reason for this, and then we can unpick why they haven't been maybe applying themselves to, towards those process goals. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, and I think, yeah, it's just how you give that feedback as well and how it's constant, sort of constant feedback. Like, you know, I've luckily not had to put anyone on a performance review to date. Like, but if I had to, it's like, how do you, how do you move from that kind of like coaching style to actually now this is, <laughs> this is 
a performance review. That's an interesting yeah. Yeah, sort of it, dilemma. It is an interesting dilemma. And I think, so first rule that, um, that I was taught about, about feedback, and this was in a rugby setting, was, um, was no one likes, I mean, no one likes change. Like that's, that's an age old saying, but the only constant, yeah. in, only constant in life is change. So we're all a bit screwed, but um, feedback should never be a surprise. So yeah. a performance improvement process or a performance review, like the whole the whole intent behind that process should always be this is this is us, me investing more time in you because I back you. And, yeah. I, and, I, I, and you, you, somehow you're in a rut and together we're going to help you get out of that. But I think performance pips, performance review processes have, again, like similar to the, 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 the dungeon with KPIs, the way that they may have been deployed in some instances have been a way to manage people out of the business. Whereas I think actually people having expectations that if if um, as a as a consultant, you do not achieve x y and z which we have mutually agreed um is achievable attainable relevant etc then if that doesn't happen for x period of time um then this is this is how we're going to look to to support you to help you do that now if that is if that is sold at the beginning when people are onboarded then it's not a surprise like people will, will know it's coming and they'll know it's part yeah. of that that development process so how do it's you all, it's almost well, those expectations that are set at the beginning you don't you wouldn't talk about oh and what happens if things go wrong you only talk about when things go right you're like if you do well you get on lunch club if you do well you get this but there's no kind of talk at the beginning that if if you don't do well this is what's going to happen and actually it probably should happen right at the beginning yeah i think so and i think um you know no surprises with feedback um because because really the person knows it's coming most of the time if they don't, then there's a, there's a separate problem. Um, mm -hmm. the, the person should know it's coming most of the time, so they're going to have lots of lots of anxiety about it. So, um, with feedback in general, that we're looking to for it to be corrective or um, to 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 improve someone's performance or their behaviours, proximity is key. So, some of the some of the most damaging feedback I have personally received um, in my career was um, was that someone said to me. Oh Ben, um, your star wasn't isn't shining as bright now as it was six months ago, and and that's been happening for some time. And in the organisation I was in at the time, I was I, I thought to myself, well that's really unfair because um, I've actually achieved everything on paper we said I needed to achieve. Um, what does that mean? So there's an ambiguity. But also it was you know a month or so from the moment where that that was originally said. So I kind of lean on that when I'm, mm. I'm teaching and developing people to give feedback. Proximity is important. So yeah, from don't when this wait. Happens, don't mm. wait. Intent. Why am I saying this? If I'm saying it to vent because I'm frustrated because why the hell have you done this? Then it's probably better that I take five and come back with the right intent. And then it needs to be objective. So we need to be super objective, evidence based, and then probably move into a bit of a coaching conversation that ends up with some clarity and actions to move forward. Yep. Amazing. So just obviously we're in um, the market at the moment is unpredictable, I'd say. There's there's ups, there's downs. Um, there's a lot going on in, in the recruitment market at the moment. Um, in your view, how would you create 
growth in a business through developing people in this market? There must, there must be a different approach to 12 months ago when everybody was shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's something that clients are talking to us about like an awful lot right now. It's, it's you know, um, people are, are concerned or, you know, have seen decreased job flow and so there's a there's a, a reactive switch mm -hmm. to right are we are we um are we do we have a, a skill set in our people that enab enables them to to go into let's let's go seek out some some more work and i think there's there's two answers i would say to that one is um thinking about your ways of working in terms of you know we're not in a 2021 2022 market anymore where you know, roles are getting or vacancies are getting are getting called in, um, and and we need to go and you know go and headhunt candidates. I think the 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 conversations that I'm having with consultants who are winning right now in this market, and leaders who have teams that are doing really really well in this market, is having holistic conversations with clients. And the word in there is conversations. I think you know, having a phone conversation with someone about what they're experiencing in the marketplace right now and what they were what they would do should they have someone leave their team in terms of a, a replacement um can, is, is is quite a powerful conversation to have but that needs to be dialogue and not monologue and i think coming out of uh, coming out of the pandemic working more hybrid more remote i've certainly seen a, a skill set drop in, in a number of the, the businesses that we work with in terms of the ability to have that conversation, have that dialogue on the phone. Yeah, 100%. Um, so first, first port of call is, is let's, let's have conversations with people again. Let's get really intellectually curious with our clients and, and listen to them. And if they're saying, we're not hiring right now, like respect that and be like, well, of course, I wasn't expecting you, know, you to be hiring right now. Everyone else is laying off people or pausing, but you know, we need to take a long-term view at this and say, if you're going to hire again H2, how can we be in the best place to know everything about you and support you through that? I think one of the things that um, can add value right now is is analysing people's hiring processes. Like, because when they go again, how can we save them time and money by by having a really effective and efficient hiring process? And, you know, I say it time and time, I kind of get a bit sick of me, me saying this to to consultants on, on sales enablement days is um, line managers don't hire as much as you. So don't expect them to be the expert in running a tight, mm. efficient recruitment process. Give them your advice for free and they will reciprocate with with trust and, and, and their perception of your credibility will go up. I think that's right. I think even like just qualifying the process, even with active roles as well, is just so, so important now. Um, you know, processes don't run themselves anymore. You, you know, it's a slog and you have to be in the detail. And I think that's, you know, qualifying roles, qualifying candidates is, uh, and that's, you can only do that on the phone. You can't, you can't do it any other way. So yeah, those conversations I would 100% agree with. Um, my last question to you is, Actually, it's a, no one more before I go to that. What oh. what one piece of advice would you give to uh, a recruitment consultant in this market who wants to increase their performance? What would be the one thing if they did something different today you would advise them to do? Sorry, I put you on the spot okay. there. Didn't. No, no, <laughs> that's absolutely fine. Um, I've got two. Okay. Um, and they're actually applicable 
outside of search and recruitment, but they are, okay. are very, very applicable in search and recruitment. The first one is if you're planning today, it's already too late. So right now in terms of getting the most out of your day is really, really important. So any preparation for today need to have happened yesterday. So the first one is don't leave your desk, wherever that might be in the world. Don't leave your desk without knowing and having a, a clear plan what your non-negotiables are that you're going to achieve the next day. It will clear your head um, for, for yeah. the evening. Um, and when you come in in the morning, do the hard things first. So yeah. plan yesterday, come in in the morning and make sure you're doing the hard things first. If, if the hard thing for you is, you know, doing that business development um, sprint of work, do that first because you know the procrastination monster is 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 a real thing and um before you know it it's lunchtime and you just want to do those candidate interview calls great thank you good advice finally then my final question and i ask this to all my um podcast uh ease the word is uh if you had 15 minutes to do anything in the world or be anyone in the world that you could be, what would you choose? Got such a varied, varied opportunity to answer. Um, 15 minutes to do anything or be anyone in the world. Okay, so um, I, I love being in the mountains. Um, those of you who have uh, followed my LinkedIn profile, I apologize for all of the, the mountain shots <laughs> or activity shots, but I love being in the mountains. So I would like, um, and I find, um, I find Barack Obama like a really interesting, inspirational person. Um, and so I'd like 15 minutes skiing with Barack Obama <laughs> up a mountain. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like 15 minutes skiing with Barack Obama so we can have a chat, stop, have a chat. You know, I can pick his brains. So maybe not what yeah. you're expecting, but I've, I've kind of thrown two, two things together. there. Love that. Well, good luck with that, and uh, hopefully your dreams will come true one day. <laughs> um, but no, Ben, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for sharing um, your, you know, amazing advice, experience. Um, I can recommend Ben to anyone who's looking for leadership co coaching across the recruitment industry. I know you work in other industries, um, but yeah, for our listeners, if you're interested, get in touch with Ben, um, and I'm sure he can add value to your business. So have a great rest of your day, Ben. Thanks for your time, Lisa. Appreciate it. Thank you.